Sweet mother of mercy. Yeah, that's right. Sweet mother of mercy, ladies and gebergle derglins. Uh, welcome to the podcast, The Harland Highway, the one and only highway that takes you into the deep, dark recesses of your own mind. Hello. Um, who picks the restaurant when you go out to eat? Is it you or your friends or your family? And when you do go to their restaurant, is it a pleasant experience? Are you happy? Or is it like, oh, God, why did I let them pick the place to eat? We're going to talk about that. It's a delicate topic. There are feelings at stake when this happens. Um, The Harland Highway question of the day. It's a good one today, man. It involves WD-40. And how about this story? Uh, This is nuts. A naked guy attacks a Rottweiler and gets shot. Wait till you hear this news story. This is real. Uh, it's crazy. And then we're going to touch a little bit on gun control again and respect. We're going to be talking about how, how do you, how much do you respect your friends or people that you disagree with? It's an important topic. And lastly, my new special comes out tomorrow. I'm going to talk about it. I'm so excited. Here we go. It's the Harland Highway. Welcome to the Harland Highway. All right, let's get this sucker going, huh? You're causing a major disturbance on my time. It's the Harland Highway. What's up, brah? If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. This is your fucking wake-up call, man. Riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. In 30 seconds, you'll be dead. Then I'll blow this place up and be home in time for cornflakes. Kaboom goes the dynamite. Uh, and speaking of kaboom, let's start this podcast off with a kaboom. I got I got a wicked, crazy story for you here. This one, this one's nuts. I mean, what the hell's going on in society when this happens? Check it out. Here's the story in the news. A naked intruder who is trying to choke a pet Rottweiler was shot by a homeowner in Miami. What? Okay, first of all, you got a guy breaking into your house. He's naked. Okay, that's trouble. You got a naked dude breaking into your house? I smell trouble. You got a naked dude breaking into your house, and he's going to choke a full-grown Rottweiler? One of the most intimidating, scary dogs on the market? You got all your 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 uh, your goodies hanging out between your legs, and you walk up to a Rottweiler and say, you know what, man, I'm naked. I feel like choking me a Rottweiler. Guy walks up nude to a Rottweiler. How do you start choking a Rottweiler? The bizarre incident happened around 5 a.m. when the occupants of the home were awoken when they heard a commotion and dogs barking. When the homeowner went out to check on the noise, he confronted the suspect who was completely naked and trying to choke one of the dogs. So there was more than one dog. The homeowner comes out and spots a person who's not only fighting with this dog, but is naked fighting with this dog. 
So what'd the homeowner do? That's right. He opened fire twice, hitting the suspect in the leg and in the butt. The homeowner held the man until the police arrived. Good Lord. The intruder was taken to the uh, hospital where his condition was unknown. Police said he tried to bite the homeowners and the police and the workers at the hospital. Now, here's the kicker. And they say he may be under the influence of drugs. Gee, you think? Holy smokes. And it turns out when the homeowner came out and tried to get this this naked dog choker guy's attention, apparently, (laughs) this is hilarious, apparently this nut dived onto the homeowner and started fighting with him and trying to bite him. Man, I'm tired of biting and fighting with this Rottweiler. I I need me some human. I gots to fight me a human now. It's just ridiculous. Here, take a look. You don't believe me? Listen, here's here's the here's the news report. You got you got to hear this. It's it's ridiculous. Here, check it out. Homeowner opens fire on a man attacking his dog, but it's the details of the story that are really bizarre. Team Six reporter Justin Finch joins us now live from Miami to explain just in what happened. You know, Trina, more than 12 hours later, this story is still no easier to believe. A naked man hops a fence, chokes a Rottweiler, then beats up and bites the dog's owner. That owner had to open fire on that guy just to save himself. Police rushed that naked man here to Jackson for treatment of a gunshot wound to his leg, but police are telling us that man is still not telling them just who he is. Jump the fence naked and start wrestling the dog. (laughs) Police say this man hopped a fence, began choking the Rottweiler, and when confronted by the homeowner, he bit and beat him, leaving that homeowner to open fire and striking his burglar in the buff once in the leg. Uh, for right now, it does appear to be a justified shooting. Uh, this individual was uh, acting irrational, fighting with the dog. That's strange. I saw the police up there earlier. But... Down the street, neighbors can't help but wonder if today's strange attack was fueled by drugs. I don't know if it's some kind of marijuana where it has them sweating paranoia and that's what he probably had he probably got paranoid and stuff like that and jumped on the figures you know no normal person would do what he did he had to do some kind of acid some kind of marijuana something like that this guy is facing a slew of charges including burglary with assault resisting arrest with violence lewd and lascivious conduct and animal cruelty live in miami justin finch nbc6 south florida so there it is crazy right and i I love the uh folks in the neighborhood doing their detective work I mean, how, how did they ever come to this conclusion? He had to do some kind of acid, some kind of marijuana, something like that. And it's weird because, you know, just a couple of podcasts ago, I uh, talked about the uh, the gun control laws in the United States. I talked about, uh, you know, those tragically, those young children were killed at the school. And then you hear a story like this where an innocent family is just going about their lives. They're sleeping. They might have kids. And they wake up at 5 in the morning and there's a naked maniac attacking their dog, attacking their house, attacking them. And let's be honest, if this, if this homeowner didn't have a gun, who knows how this thing might have ended. Like what stopped the naked dog choker in his tracks was the gun. Oh, it's a conundrum, man. It's a conundrum. 
It's the yin and the yang. It's like, how do you win? And I got an email from from one listener that goes, you know, Harland, I like listening to your show, but uh, you went on that rant about the guns the other week, and, uh, you know, I lost a lot of respect for you. I still like your podcast, but, uh, you know, I didn't like your stance on guns. And I'm like, look, dude, I get it. I can't make everyone happy. You know, I guess in my mind, my first line of of, uh, caring was for those poor kids. And, uh, you know, the, the excessive amount of guns in the country and it's a, it's a tough call. I'm never going to win the the gun argument and I'm not saying I'm right with the gun argument, but, uh, you know, when something so powerful, like children getting killed happens, you, you, you go off your emotions. And I think a lot of us, a lot of us were just like, let's get rid of all the guns. And then crazy stories like this happen where you go, my God, now I want a gun. What if what if a naked Rottweiler choker comes to my house at five in the morning and I got nothing? It's a weird world, man. So just remember, any any opinion I have is is not the law. It's not uh, it's not written in stone. It's it's just thoughts. One thing I do on this show which I'm proud of, is I never claim I'm right. I only just, you know, kind of tell you how I'm thinking, go off my emotions, and I could be wrong as wrong, or I could be right as right. But I would ask, you know, don't hold those thoughts against my podcast. You know, sometimes people do that. They just go, oh, man, he said one thing wrong. Screw it. I got no respect for that guy. I got... I think you should always have respect for people, um, you know, saying what they believe, whether you believe, whether you're on board with them or not. As long as they're not forcing it down your throat, I think it's always good to have respect for people's beliefs and and opinions. You don't have to agree with them, but to not have respect for the, the that person is that's that's a murky field there. Because whether you agree with them or not, they might be saying something intelligent. It might not work for you. It might not be your opinion. But when I hear somebody speak and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not with them, I don't disrespect them. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't lose uh, lose my connection to them. In fact, I find it kind of fun. I'll give you a story. At Christmas, I went home, and. Uh, I went to visit one of my high school buddies. He's been my friend for 30 years. And he's a wild man. He's crazy. He's hilarious. I love him to death. And now he's uh, he's always an edgy guy. We got into trouble when we were kids. We have a blast. And we're, we're still friends to this very day. And now he's, uh, he's, he's living in the real estate world. He's got a beautiful wife, two wonderful boys. And I went over to his house, and he started talking about American politics. Now, he doesn't live in the U.S. He lives in Canada, and he's never paid taxes in the U.S. He's never worked in the U.S., and and uh, it was interesting because he started going on about Obama and how great Obama was and how Obama's the answer to everything, and uh, he started uh, talking to me about paying taxes and fiscal responsibility and money and all that, and 
and and uh, he had a young son who's like eighteen, who's a, a bright kid and going to college, and 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 his son started in talking about Obama this, Obama that, how great he is, and spreading the wealth around, and you know, and I respected their opinion, but at one point I I, I said to the kid, I said, "Have you ever paid taxes?" In the United States, you're 18. You've never had a job. I respect your your thoughts, your opinion, but here was a kid like I was kind of speechless because here was a kid talking to me about all this adult stuff that he'd never experienced. He had no knowledge of it. He was kind of quoting stuff he'd heard on the news. And so I kind of like just let him ramble and I, I was like god what do i do here i'm i'm not going to get into a, a a heated debate with a a kid that just doesn't get it doesn't doesn't know what he's talking about not that he was an idiot he he knew what he was talking about on a general level but he was he was talking out of school it's like talking to a guy about snowboarding and it was like a guy who had never snowboarded trying to tell a guy who's snowboarded his whole life how to snowboard it's like sure this guy's seen techniques on tv and watched it and he heard about it but he's never done it but anyways we we got into this big political uh debate back and forth about romney versus obama and the dad and his kids and his even his wife were all obama freaks which was odd because they're canadian and I was like, uh, I was like talking about how I wanted Romney, and uh, it was it was great because it was fun. It was fun having those two differences and going back and forth and and uh, kind of uh, spouting our viewpoints. And at the end of the day, I I love the guy just as much and his family. There there, it had no effect on me that that. We had a difference of opinion. I enjoyed, actually was stimulated by the debate and the back and forth and the the passion and the emotions that flared up. It was kind of cool. I mean, it beats the hell out of, hey, how are you? Look at the weather. Great, huh? It's, it's kind of fun to debate with, but the key is to respect the other person's opinion. I didn't agree with much of what they said, and they probably didn't agree with much of what I said, but... There's a respect there because you know you're dealing with an intelligent human being with ideas and uh, perceptions and, uh, you know, beliefs. And so you can't just write them off and go, you don't think how I think, you're wrong, idiot. No. So uh, instead of judging people and uh, turning your back on people that don't share your opinions, I say uh, engage them. And get into it and have a, have a little verbal brouhaha. It's kind of fun and stimulating and uh, it gets heated. But then afterwards you're like, ah, I love this guy. This is like my buddy, man. Who cares about that other stuff? So there you go. All this, fr- all this talk coming from a naked guy strangling a Rottweiler. And the debates and the differences of opinions and all the madness just keeps on motoring on. Ooh, I'm going to choke that little bastard. The Harlan Highway question of the day. Okay, I think I got a good one today. The question of the day. 
and you hear me spraying, right? <laughs> are there, and this is the question of the day, are there other uses for WD-40? You know WD-40, at least the most of the dudes must know this. Sexist. Uh, most of the dudes must know that WD-40 is like the rust remover. It's like it's a spray liquid uh, thing that helps loosen up rusty hinges and uh, things that are stiff. <laughs> and no, it's not a sex aid, pervs. So the question of the day, are there other uses for WD-40? Yes, there are. And I'm going to give you some right now. How about this? To keep squirrels from taking over a bird feeder, spray WD-40 on the top of the bird feeder. The pesky squirrels will slide right off. Uh, Hours of fun. Thank you. Nothing like watching a squirrel slide off of something, man. They're so squirrely. That's why they're called squirrels, idiot. Uh, Here we go. Um, Separate stuck glassware. When you reach for a drinking glass and get two locked together and there's one stuck tightly inside the other one, you don't want to risk breaking one or both of the glasses when you pull them apart. So they will separate with ease if you squirt them with WD-40. Wait a few seconds and presto, you've got your glasses unstuck. (laughs) How about this? Get off a stuck ring. For you guys that are uh, on a business trip and you want to hide the wedding ring so you can uh, get it on with the floozy at the Holiday Inn bar. When you can't get that ring off, spray it on your finger and uh, off it comes. And maybe get rid of all that rust too. Oh, this is a good one. Exterminate roaches and repel insects. Okay. Uh, WD-40, when you see a roach, you spray a smaller out directly on it, and it's an instant kill. Uh, Keep spiders and uh, insects out of your home. Spray WD-40 on the windowsills and screen frames and door frames. Be careful not to inhale the fumes when you spray. Although somehow it's safe to put on your skin to get your ring off. Okay, interesting. Oh, here's one. How about this? WD-40. This is for uh, everyone who's got kids. How to remove chewing gum from your hair. Okay. From now on, you don't have to panic or get the scissors. Just simply spray the gummed up hair with WD-40. And the gum will comb out with ease. And if there's any cockroaches in the hair, I guess it'll get those out too. Gross. Uh, You can remove scuff marks off the floor. You ever get uh, scuff marks on your floor? (laughs) WD-40, baby. You can wipe away those ugly tea stains from the countertop. (laughs) WD-40, man. Uh, How about this? Clean your toilet bowl. Talk about stains. Uh, blast that WD-40 into your crapper. (laughs) How about waterproofing your winter boots and shoes by giving them a coat of WD-40? It acts as a barrier so water can't penetrate the material. 
It'll also remove those ugly salt stains from your shoes and boots. And uh, cool. I should spray my whole body and go swimming in the ocean. How's your license plate looking? Is it all rusty and covered with gunk? (laughs) WD-40, man. Um, How about snow all over your windows? You want to stop snow from building up on your windows? Let's say there's a big nor'easter coming in or a big snowstorm. You want to be able to look outside and see the carnage. (laughs) Although, what idiot's going to go up on their roof and spray their windows with WD-40? This one's good. How to keep wasps from building nests. Um, They love to build those nests underneath the eaves, right, in your house. So just spray your whole house with WD-40. Just sponge your house down. Uh, It will help you if you step in dog poo. (laughs) You uh, spray that, and I guess guess WD-40's got stool softener in it somehow. Maybe that's what the D for, is uh, walking dog dirt 40. I don't know, but it loosens up dog crap. And uh, there you go. There's just some of the, uh, the alternate uses... For good old-fashioned WD-40. So there it is. The Harland Highway question of the day answered, I think, about 14 times. The Harland Highway question of the day. All right. Here's a, an etiquette situation. Uh, tell me if this has ever happened to you. A, a friend or a buddy or a relative, a girlfriend, a boyfriend invites you out for dinner. You know, you're making dinner plans. You you call, hey, what do you, what, what do you want to do tonight? You want to go out to dinner? Yeah, man, let's go out to dinner. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Well, hey, I know this place. And you're like, oh? Because, you know, we all have our favorite places. Like, you could probably pick, like, five or six places, reliable places that you've sussed out. But now your 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 friend, your associate is like, I've got a place. Oh, do tell. And right away, you're a little suspicious because, you know, even though they're your friend or their relative, do they share the same tastes of you? What, what, is, their, uh, what is their bar for, uh, for, for eating? Are they like a casual eater? Are they, uh, are they uh, a picky eater? Are they, a, uh, are they an eater who's... Uh, Who's uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, are they are they uh, 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 an eater with high standards, or are they one of these people like, yeah, just give me food, I'll shove it in my mouth. <laughs> I don't care, just put food in front of me. <laughs> I don't know about you, but when I go out to eat, I I a lot of things go through my mind. I actually kind of picture the kitchen in the back of the kitchen. I try to visualize the chef. I, I try to think about the cleanliness. I try to think about uh, how the food's prepared and blah, blah, blah. A whole plethora of, of thoughts go through my mind. Whereas I think some people are just like, ah, what? I smell food. Let's eat. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, about, it's about filling the gullet, as they say. 
So I guess what I'm getting at is, is you know, you ever you ever give it up and you let the friend win the day? They're, you know what? I know this Italian place down the road. I'm like, what's it called? Well, it's the blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay. And you've eaten there before? Oh, yeah, this place is unbelievable. You got to check. I go there all the It's my place, okay? You're lucky I'm asking you. You're lucky I'm even mentioning it to you. It's my place, man. And you're like, okay, okay. And this is where you find out how refined their taste is. And you can tell they're kind of proud of it. They're excited that they picked the place. And you're like, hey, cool, awesome. I'm open. But then you get there and stuff starts to go wrong quick. Like right away, you you know, you walk in and the ambience isn't really what you're expecting. Maybe it's too bright or maybe the decorum's not kind of your style. Maybe uh, the setup's not good. Maybe even the the clientele isn't kind of in your wheelhouse. Which isn't to say it's snobby or not snobby. I mean, your your clientele is you can be, I like to be surrounded by guys in jeans and women in jeans or you like to be surrounded by well-dressed people. It could be, it could work either way. I'm not saying there's a set clientele you need to be around. But I'm just saying, what's your comfort zone? Do you like the physical layout of the place? So these are just some of the things just walking in. Do you like the outside? Do you like the sign? Is it a neon sign? Is it a cheap awning with bird crap all over it? I mean, how are you feeling just pulling up to the place? What kind of neighborhood is it in? What's the sidewalk like outside? Are there homeless people in the vicinity? Is it? Is there gum on the sidewalk? Is it? Is the lighting good? I don't know. I think subliminally we we all absorb these things, right? So then you walk inside and you sit down and you go, "Oh, this chair's kind of stiff. Kind of a cheap chair. Don't like the tablecloth. Salt and pepper shakers have seen better days. You know this type of thing, right?" Or maybe the opposite. You're like, ooh, look at this wonderful tablecloth. Ooh, I love those salt and pepper shakers. They're like, they look like uh, canoe paddles. Ooh. Um, but recently I had a thing where I I, I did. I, I relinquished the responsibility. My buddy was like, oh, this is the place. Let's go. So I go. And uh, I go in. And all of the above was not really great. And what do you do? You can't. You don't want to ruin the guy's mojo. You don't want to ruin the dinner. So I kind of didn't love the layout of the place to begin with. But I plop myself down, and I'm thinking, okay, I kind of think I know how this meal's going to go already. But let me be open and see. You know, sometimes you associate your environment with the food, and you could be wrong. Sometimes you go to the biggest hole in the wall or a a truck stop diner, and you're just like, wow, that food was incredible. But sometimes you can tell that it's, uh, you know, the decorum's going to match the uh, eating experience. So sure enough, I sit down. This was like an Italian joint. And right out of the gate, the service was kind of bad. The waiters took a long time to get over. We were busy talking, so we kind of didn't notice. But then eventually you do start to notice. You're like, wait a minute. We've been sitting here for 12 minutes. Nobody's approached our table yet. 
And then you get the menu, and it's the traditional, you know, it's like the veal scallopini and the spaghetti bolognese and the this and the that. And you're like, all right, it can't be too hard to screw this up. But then you get it, and it's wrong. There's like, you feel like maybe something was microwaved, or maybe uh, maybe that the, they... They put too much of something on something, you know. You know, sometimes you put garnish or trim on something, but yet somehow they pile on way too much. Or you know how something's prepared traditionally, like some kind of dish is is uh, usually prepared with a sauce, and it's a, it's, a, it's a little uh, creamier. And then something comes out totally like the wrong shape and the wrong texture and it's dry. And so my point is you get to a place and you're not really digging what's happening. You're not satisfied with the scene. You're not satisfied with the food, the service. But, you know, your friend's kind of not noticing it. And so you got to kind of, oh, this is great, man. Yeah, this is, hey, good call. This is really good, excellent. How's, they're like, they ask you, how do you like it, man? How's the food? Hey, man, really good. You know, you got to kind of BS them a little. I don't like to ever BS, but, you know, it's like, it's like suddenly your friends, like, they're kind of, it's like a pride thing. Your friend, your friend has pride in this place. It's almost like they have a sense of ownership. It'd be like walking into their home and going, I don't like your couches. I don't like the drapes. I really hate the way you remodeled your kitchen. It sucks. Like you can't, you can't do that when someone brings you into their restaurant. Or they're, they're, they take you personally. They're insulted. So you kind of got to eat the bad food, put up with the crappy service, kind of think to yourself you know the whole time you're there you're like you know we could have gone to that sushi joint that we always go to that's amazing all right i'll eat this slosh just get through it (laughs) so there you go i don't know if that's something you've experienced or not but uh i think you have we all have it's kind of like suffering through through this podcast Uh uh-oh wait a minute my buddy's calling me. I better take this. He must have heard me. Yellow. What's up, buddy? What we've got here is failure to communicate. No, I'm not going to let you listen in on my private phone calls. You've got, you got quite enough, thank you. Um... Well, i got to make this announcement. I'm super excited. Tomorrow is the big day. Okay, January 15th is finally here, folks. I know you've heard me go on and on about it, but I'm excited. Can't you please just give me this moment? Please, please. Tomorrow on iTunes, my brand new stand-up comedy special will be available for digital download. Harland Williams, A Force of Nature. It's my first stand-up special in many years. And I'm going to tell you once again, it's not in a theater. It's not in a concert hall. I filmed this damn thing in the middle of the Mojave Desert, up on a giant hill, in the middle of the daylight, under the scorching sun, with no audience, just me and the planet, and a tortoise, and some wild dogs, 
and some crows and some cinnamon and some sunflower seeds. It's going to be nuts. It's a lot of fun. I'm pushing the envelope with this special. I really hope you'll pick it up. I don't even know how much it is right now. I think it's who knows how much it is. But I think it'll it'll give you your money's worth. I'm very proud of it. And uh, I hope you and uh, you tell your friends, go to iTunes and please uh, download my new special. Tell me what you think about it. Share it with your friends. It's Harlan Williams, A Force of Nature, iTunes, tomorrow, January 15th. Be the first in line at your own computer and order it. And, uh, man, I'm excited. Woo! Very excited. I think you can tell. So I hope you check it out. Uh, What else is going on? Don't forget to check out my new stand-up comedy uh, schedule for 2013. You can see that at harlowwilliams.com. Just click on the stand-up page uh, heading, and uh, you can see if I'm coming to your town or city. I'm going to be all over the place, Florida, Denver, Dallas, Cleveland, Columbus, Ohio, uh, everywhere, man. So check it out. Knoxville, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Tempe, Arizona. Your underpants. No, I'm not going to be in your underpants. You witch. So check that out, folks. Uh, You can join me uh, on Twitter, at Harlan Williams. You can uh, join the official Harlan Williams Facebook page by going there. And you can correspond with the other pavement pounders. And don't forget, I'm also on a podcast network called All Things Comedy. You can check that out at allthingscomedy.com where you'll find other great uh, comedians and podcasts uh, available. Nothing like this one, though. But I'm proud to be a part of that network, affiliated and associated with them. And uh, there you go. So I'll leave you with that. Uh, Thanks for joining. And uh, until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. And don't forget, tomorrow, get that digital download. Sorry. Had to throw in another plug.